Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of The Ledger Report. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. So what if, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you, you had a crime in this country and uh, everybody knew about it, it's out there in, in public, and the law enforcement refuses to investigate. Law enforcement just overlooks it. And the mainstream media reports on it, but doesn't dig. You know, this is the famous game that the mainstream media do. And that is, oh yeah, we reported, there was a kind of a fantasy report from AP um, concerning this news conference by the Republican leadership on Capitol Hill. The Republican leadership on Capitol Hill does not have criminal authority. They don't have the authority to charge. They can build a case. They can hold as many hearings as they want. They can have a mountain of evidence. Yet if the Department of Justice and or the FBI refuse to engage, then what do you do? Well, I suggest there are local prosecutors like this dude, Alan Bragg, in New York that can pick up the case and, and charge. I think that there is standing and I think that there is precedence now for something like that to happen. So if you're a local prosecutor, if you're an attorney general of a red state, let's say uh, you're in Texas and you're the AG. I don't, can't remember who the AG is, but I know who the governor is and maybe the governor can say to the AG, hey, we have standing. Here's the problem. Remember, think back to 2020 when Texas sued along with other states to say, hey, you know, there was malfeasance in the 2020 election and we have standing because we're one of the 50 states and we believe we were harmed and let's investigate and, and here's, a, here's a lawsuit to kind of force the issue. The, I believe it went all the way to the Supreme Court and it wasn't an actual case. It was one of those, well, are we going to hear it or not hear it? But the bottom line is the court said, um, sorry, uh, we don't want to touch this thing. And, and that's where we are in this country. If you want to rely on the federal courts at any level, you are not going to take back your republic. This is why some of my friends who I support, who are challenging the 2020 elections by using the courts, it's a waste of time. 
And it's not just because you have all these Obama and Clinton judges out there. It's because if you really look at the United States Constitution, there is no role for the third branch of government in our electoral process, right? So back to this issue. You have an apparent crime that was committed, ongoing crime, bribery. That's the crime, right? So if, if, if you're an AG in a, in a certain state, or if, even if you're a local prosecutor in, in, a, in a certain state where any of these transactions took place, go for it. Why not? Why not? Someone's got to hold these people accountable. It's, it's like I say, it, you know, in my area where this, uh, this hospital is, and the COVID patients came in, but many of them didn't come out because of the so-called government protocol, because this, this hospital was getting a lot of cash every time they took one of the steps of the government protocol, which was a killer protocol, literally. And so many people didn't come out. You know, remdesivir makes matters worse. We know that. You snake a tube down somebody's throat, you increase the chances that they're going to die, and people died. Yet, this hospital has gotten away with murder, literally, and, and not being held accountable. And so these people, people I know in this area, are asking for another investigation. The only investigation you need in a situation like this, ladies and gentlemen, the only one that has teeth is a criminal investigation. You can do all the investigations you want. Look at Congress. This is my point. Congress does all these, think back to Trey Gowdy. Remember how Trey Gowdy would stand there and he would bloviate and, you know, I see a little bit of that in Jim Jordan, to be quite honest with you. I like Jim Jordan. We support Jim Jordan. But where exactly has Trey Gowdy gotten us? Where has exactly Jim Jordan gotten us in terms of holding Hillary accountable or holding Barack Obama accountable or holding Joe Biden ac accountable? Where, where have they gotten us? Well, it, you know the answer. So here we sit at the precipice of blowing open the story that we've all known, that's been reported through our channels for many years now, that Joe Biden is corrupt. He had a pay-to-play scheme set up through his son. The big guy would be funneled money along with his son, Hunter Biden. It's a pretty simple case. And it was very similar to the Clinton Foundation, which was also illegal, effectively bribery. She was Secretary of State at the time, yet nobody's been held accountable. Nobody's been held accountable. So, at this moment in time, and I, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but this is where we are. The FBI is stonewalling this committee. They have some smoking gun evidence. They have a whistleblower who says there is the smoking gun evidence. FBI has it and Congress demands it and the FBI returns, refuses to turn it over. The FBI is a creation of Congress. To be like your son, if you tell your son, hey, I need the keys to your car and the son refuses. A minor son, shall we say. A 16-year-old son. No, your son is a creation of you. You brought that kid into the world, you can bring him out, right? It's literally true with Congress. The Congress created the FBI. There is no mention of the FBI whatsoever, or the DOJ, and I can go down a long list, 
in the United States Constitution, nor in the amendments, which is part of the Constitution, but just want to be clear here. There's no mention of the FBI. It's a creation of Congress run ostensibly by the executive branch. So here we are. Here we are in this country. A major scandal, a major story that's being stonewalled by the FBI and ho-hum by the media. Now, I, I challenge you, media, <laughs> for the millionth time here, you report a story and then you just go away on your merry way. So you can say, yeah, we reported the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah, we reported what the, what the Congress came out with, this committee came out with, this evidence of all these LLCs set up, the shell game. And that's what it is. It's a shell game. And as somebody else pointed out on that podium, anytime you see all these LLCs linked together and money transfers, especially foreign money transfers from China, there's only one reason for that, and it's a logical reason, and that is to hide things. Hide from the government, hide from the IRS, hide from other people, hide from companies, hide from the public, whatever the reason is. But when you're involving a public official, and that is Vice President Joe Biden, you're talking bribery here, pay to play. And someone needs to be held accountable. But it's times like this that you have to kind of retool and, and refocus who and what we are as a society. Because our, in my opinion, our only hope, our only hope is God, guns, Trump and the Constitution. Not necessarily, well, necessarily in that order for number one. The other two, three, and four can be mix and match. God, guns, Trump, and the Constitution. This is our only hope. This should be our focus from now until we either win this battle against the Marxists or we lose this battle against the Marxists. We're at an inflection point, as Kamala he, 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 ha, 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 heels up Harris would tell you. We're at an inflection point in this country, and frankly, we may be past the point of no return. But remember, where there is the Lord, and we can't do this without Christ, the Christian Bible, because our Constitution is founded on the Christian Bible. And if you are a non-believer, I suggest you start believing. Because we, I'm not going to say we're in the end of times in terms of the world, but in terms of this country, we're staring at the abyss. So I suggest you find some solace in, in the New Testament. If you're a Jew, understand that, yes, we also believe in the Old Testament, as you do, but understand that this country was founded on the Christian Bible, Muslim, the rest of you, Hindus and all that. Understand that your freedom, your liberty, your ability to practice your non-Christian religion is all based in the Constitution, which is based on the New Testament. Remember that. Remember that, because it's important to understand where your rights come from. They come from God, and the Constitution protects, ostensibly, those rights given to you from God. But where there is the Lord, there is liberty. And where there is liberty, there is the truth. And in this country, the truth lies in the United States Constitution, especially, in my opinion right now, the Second Amendment. So along with Donald Trump, let the Constitution be our beacon in the battle, the ongoing battle against this Marxist assault 
on our liberty in this country. And that's what we're facing at here. We have a major scandal. We have a, uh, a guy in the Oval Office who is clearly compromised, yet the FBI is not doing anything about it. DOJ is not going to do anything about it. You're foolish if you believe that. They're not. They didn't do anything about Hunter Biden. They're going to wash that one under the rug. They're going to slap him on the wrist with, oh, you screwed up on your taxes, pay a fine, go on your merry way. Then you have a double jeopardy situation, right? You can't be held um, criminally liable for the same crime twice. So look, we've already done that. Wash their hands. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Just be, re uh, be ready. And speaking of coming, um, if you have one of these uh, FRT 15 triggers, I don't know. What, I'm a firearm owner, okay? But I don't know what an FR 15 trigger is. It looks like some sort of trigger uh, replacement that you can put possibly in a long gun. And uh, it, 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 it uh, automatically, uh, listen, if I'm screwing up, you know, forgive me, okay, if you're one of the gun people out there, um, it, it automatically uh, reloads um, as quickly as possible. Not like a bump stock or anything like that. This is more, um, it, 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 it makes a quicker reload, if you will, for a semi-automatic uh, firearm. And, of course, uh, ATF hates it. You know, anything that um, allows a gun enthusiast to, uh, to shoot more bullets at one time, <laughs> the ATF is, is going to hate. And so um, the ATF under Biden, I should say. And so now the ATF is going door to door, door to door. Hey, we understand we ha you have one of these FRT-15 triggers. You need to give it up. I mean, that's just unbelievable. This is beyond Orwellian. This is Nazi Germany. We understand you have an item. You have to give it up or we're going to go after you. Now, here's the, here's the big question to me. How did they get the list of people um, who apparently have these FRT-15 triggers? How did they get that list? Where did that list come from? Who produced it? Why do they have it? How did they get a list of United States citizens of, who have the Second Amendment protecting their right to keep and bear arms. How did they get a list of people who, who purchased these little adapters, if you will? It's like a, tri a little trigger adapter, it looks to me anyway. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, fine. But it, 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 it you know... When you're building a gun or when you're uh, modifying a gun, which you have a right to do, that's what you can put in there. And so, uh, I, you know, how did they get the list? That's what I want to know. How did they get the list of people who apparently own these FRT-15 trigger adapters? That should scare the hell out of any, you know, I know that the Democrats are gone on this one. Anything to do with guns, they want to eliminate. We have the moms in Colorado who now are putting pressure on the governor there to completely eliminate guns, to make them illegal in Colorado. I would say to those moms, do you know why we have a Second Amendment? Do you even understand why? Do you teach your children why we have a Second Amendment? Before you want to eliminate the Second Amendment, Maybe you should understand why we have the Second Amendment. Did it ever occur to you that it wasn't just for hunting? It wasn't just for recreational shooting? 
Sure, they had recreational shooting in, in uh, 1787, and guys go out with their flintlock and you know, shoot uh, a, a, a target at a tree, just like today, right? We had shooting ranges now. Uh, I don't know if they had them back then. But the bottom line is, there's a bigger reason. I'll give you a hint, moms in Colorado. It has to do with your freedom and your liberty and a guy named King George who said effectively that anybody who didn't agree with King George, this sound familiar in terms of your federal government right now? Anybody who didn't agree with King George was the enemy. That's why we have the Second Amendment, moms, in, uh, in Colorado. Maybe you should teach your children that instead of saying, oh, let's get rid of all guns and everything will be fine. You know, the bad guys, the bad guys won't get guns. Everything will be fine if we confiscate all the guns. Yeah, everything was fine in Nazi Germany when they confiscated all the guns, huh? along with all the teeth and the fillings in the teeth and the gold and line you up and put you to death. Yep, everything was fine in Nazi Germany. At times like these, we have to engage the Bible. And again, New Testament, Old Testament doesn't matter, but we need to engage it as understanding that our, our rights are derived from God, protected in the Constitution, the Constitution derived from the New Testament, the Gospel. But also, of course, we embrace the Old Testament as well. Ephesians 6. Remember, at a time like this, Ephesians 6, and I'm going to paraphrase, don't have it in front of me, but I you know, committed some of it to memory, and that is put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. I mean like it is a Kevlar vest. Put it on, because this is the only way we can engage the devil, and that's what this is. It's the struggle. It's the eternal struggle. Good versus evil. You know, none of us is perfect, but clearly there is an evil slant in this country. So we got to pull it on the full armor of God and strap around your waist the belt of truth. Between those two things, we have to lean on God, Christ the Lord, harder than ever now. We have to. When, when times get tough and I get down, I do. I remind myself, wait a minute. I'm not alone. I got the full armor of God. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it is incumbent upon me to remember who's walking with me. Right? Who's walking with me? The Lord our God. And this is the only way we overcome this evil in this country is to remember that. And remember, right now, in if I had to distill it down, again, it's God, guns, Trump, and the United States Constitution. And I, I'm sure a lot of you didn't watch the debacle. I say it's a debacle. I, I don't know how to quantify it, frankly. I've seen headlines that said, oh, Trump schooled CNN. <laughs> I don't look at it that way at all. I, I, I don't believe that he did anything bad or anything wrong. It was painful for me to watch as a recovering member of the mainstream media and a so-called journalist for many, many years. I don't even think of myself as a journalist. I, back when I was doing the news and anchoring the news and, and then being a reporter with a CBS affiliate and an NBC affiliate and another CBS affiliate, 
I considered myself a, a news person who was trying to get the word out there. I, I wish now I could go back on mainstream television. Um, but obviously I can't for a lot of reasons. Probably too old, first of all. Uh, probably um, too good, to be honest with you. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way. But if you look at some of the people on television these days, it's, it's pretty bad. And you know why a lot of them are there. Um, ESG reasons, you know. Or is it E-E-E-I-G? What the, well, I, don't, I don't like these acronyms. They bug me. Um, environmentally friendly and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, pretty soon you're going to have a drag queen on there. I guarantee it. Mark my words. On, in San Francisco, that's going to be the first market where you're going to have a drag queen on television. Mark my words. May 11th, 2023, Graham Ledger predicted it because that is my hometown. And I know the way those sickos think. Speaking of sickos, did you see the picture of, uh, of Di-Fi? <laughs> Check my social media, um, whatever. You can go to Twitter. I put it on Twitter, on uh, Getter, and I put it on uh, Facebook. I know a lot of you don't do social media. Um, so I guess I'll have to describe it to you. I, I saw the picture, and I couldn't. At first, you know, it's one of those you kind of had to do a double take. And, um, and I looked and I, and I said, just, I just kind of glanced. I said, that's Michael Jackson. And I looked harder, uh, you know, an old picture of Michael Jackson in a wheelchair. You know, he must have been after one of his surgeries, you know. Uh, but then I looked closer and it was Diane Feinstein. So, Ephesians 6, the full armor of God and the belt of truth. And I will tell you one more thing. You need one of these. I just sent out two of them personally. I'm sending these out with love personally. Um, this is an EMT kit. It's not a um, first aid kit. This has got way, way more. This will keep you alive in an emergency situation when you know a first aid kit is a few Band-Aids and such. Um, this has got everything from, um, what is this? This is a respirator uh, mask for CPR. This is vented uh, chest seals for, for real kind of wounds. Um, in, this, in this EMT kit is a couple of um, sutures. And why is that important? Well, in this day and age, ladies and gentlemen, and after a natural disaster, but even if it isn't a natural disaster, how do you know for sure, especially if you're in one of these Democrat cities, but even if you're in a Republican city, how do you know for sure these guys are going to show up, number one, and number two, show up on time? And as much as, you know, I can't fathom suturing someone or myself in a desperate situation, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. Um, and so most EMT kits do not have this. So when you go to GrahamLedger.com and... Um, I'm trying to figure out the shipping. It's, it, this thing weighs almost 10 pounds because it's got so much stuff in it. You know, this is a, this is a uh, blood pressure cuff. Just this alone you need to have in your house with a stethoscope. Um, oh, and this is a splint, you know. This is uh, about 18 inches long splint, so it can be used. And that's hard to mail, by the way. <laughs> it's hard to figure out packaging to get this to you. Here's a trauma... Uh, multi-trauma dressing. Uh, this thing has uh, 
really everything you need. Um, adhesive bandages, of course, but uh, you know, eye wash, and then it's also got a manual to uh, you know explain how to give first aid for those of us who um, aren't experts at it. So if you go to GrahamLedger.com. Um, it, uh, I, again, I, the, the shipping on there, I apologize right now, it's, it's high because this thing weighs so much and of course our wonderful post office, you know, you go in there with a package and immediately the, the nutcase behind the counter gets out the measuring tape, zip, 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 oh, you know, because they look on their face, it's like, oh God, how many million dollars is this, is this what Ben Franklin envisioned? You're overweight. Oh, and and I used a, a a mailing label, a sticker, for the last batch. I do some of these myself. Okay, I mean I want to send them with love. I want to personalize these things. Um, and I used a sticker. I used the wrong sticker, and he was uh 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 uh, and he took out his scissors, snip snip snip, <laughs> and his black marker. <laughs> I felt like a criminal mailing a package, but I will send it with love uh, to you. Um, I I recommend this. And again, as far as the shipping, I apologize for the cost of the shipping, um, but I'll, I'll figure that out. Just give me a little time. Um, so the Trump town hall. Again, I, I watched for you uh, because I'm sure most of you couldn't stand it. And I um, I it was torture. And the torture part was the, the audience was nice. Donald Trump was somber but nice. He did a fine job. But this Caitlin Collins uh, person, I, you know, I, I think we've all probably gone to school with a Caitlin Collins type. You know the kind that was, it's the kind of girl that would sit in front of class and cla always raise their hand, always have the answer, and if you didn't have the answer, would look at you like you're an idiot. And I am the teacher's pet. That's Caitlin Collins. And I guarantee you right now, she's running around CNN getting high fives. Because I watched just, you know, like as much as I could stand of the post game with uh, all the you know, Jake Tapper and all these people. And he lied, he lied, he lied. We can't fact check everything. <laughs> you know, so I say to myself, why did Donald Trump even do this? Well, first of all, it was New Hampshire. New Hampshire is an important state in the electoral process. Secondly, you know, in the in the in the old days, he he had an okay, almost synergistic relationship. Talking 2015 with CNN, CNN needs the ratings, so I'm sure their ratings got a pop. Um, but if if CNN by this move of doing this quote town hall with Donald Trump, it was the longest hour I've ever seen. Um, if it if its goal was to expand its audience and try and get some middle-of-the-roaders or perhaps <laughs> uh, constitutional conservatives to watch, they, there's just no way. I mean, this woman, I'm glad he pulled out a line, Donald Trump pulled out a line from the Hillary debates. He said to her at one point, about three-quarters of the way through, you are a nasty person. And, yeah, I think you could use even stronger words than that. I'm thinking of a few right now that I can't repeat on television because it's a family show. But I can think of some harsher words than nasty to describe uh, Caitlin Collins and the way she treated Donald Trump. It was just unbelievable. It was painful. Again, I look at things differently because 
I'm a figment of television, and I talk to people, and I interview people. I've interviewed everyone from Barry Manilow to Dan Quayle. I never talk to you about who I interviewed in my career. It doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, I interviewed. Oh, that makes you special? <laughs> I mean, no. I just did my job. I'll never forget Barry Manilow, though, how much I was looking at. This was in the 90s, and I kept looking at him while I'm talking to him, how much makeup he had on. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was... Now, it was just before on his shows, and it's, you know, it's probably theatrical makeup that he had on, but darn. Um, Dan Quayle, nice guy. Blah, blah, you know, Bob Dole. Bob Dole, I'm Bob Dole. I gave him a left-handed handshake. God bless Bob Dole. Don't agree with him a lot. Didn't agree with him a lot. But Caitlin Collins um, was a nasty person, and it apparently is. I mean, that's probably the way she is. Just total contempt for the former president. Um, and, and the thing that bugs me more than anything is the interrupting. That's not true, Mr. President. That's a lie, Mr. President. That you, you can't say that, Mr. President. You know, it's just, you, you want to rebut, at least Anderson Cooper, I think, I don't watch him, but the little slices I've seen, at least the dude shuts up and lets someone talk and you just kind of go, hmm, hmm, I'm Anderson Cooper. Um, but this is incessant. It was incessant. It was embarrassing. And I'm sure, again, she's getting high fives around CNN today for her wonderful job of keeping that guy in his place. You know, I mean, that's the way they look at it. Instead of, imagine another, you know, we always say on the golf course, reverse the bet. Would you take that bet? Would she treat Joe Biden that way? You know the answer to that. Total disrespect. It was arguing just to argue. It was like I was looking at an ex-wife. I'm not going to say which one. But it was, it was like I was looking at an ex-wife that was just, and you know, ladies, how, you know, it can be sometime, who is arguing just to argue. It's just like, God, get me out of here. I mean, I got nervous. I, st I left. I got up from watching, and I started doing things in the kitchen. Still listening. Still watching, you know, gl glancing. But, oh. It was just, and she would talk over him. I mean, you don't do, you know, the way I tried to approach television, and I still do to this day, is that you are a guest in my house. This is my house, and you're a guest, and, and, and I want to treat you with respect. And the same thing if you're interviewing somebody. You are a guest in my house. I'm interviewing you, Barry Manilow. And I treat you with respect. I may not agree with the pound of makeup you got on your face, but I treat you with, and of course, never would say anything. Again, that's because of respect. This woman, Caitlin Collins, had zero respect for Donald Trump. Disrespectful, like the teacher's pet. So you have to ask yourself, why would Donald Trump do this? Well, Christ has the answer. Christ effectively said, again, I'm paraphrasing the Bible, the New Testament, in his actions, really, Christ said or, or did this, go to the sinners. That's why Donald Trump did this. In Romans 12.20, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Now, this is a tough concept in this day and age, right? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Heap 
Coals of fire. So Donald Trump last night was heaping coals of fire on his head, on, on the head of CNN and on Caitlyn Collins. And maybe that's why some of the headlines are saying right now that Donald Trump schooled uh, CNN. And, and I don't look at it that way. I, to me, this showed the exposed in, in just no uncertain terms the divide in this country. Going back to my uh, analysis of 20, just 20 minutes ago, CNN is a prime example of this major story that they're going to they're gonna say, yeah, it's on our website, we reported on it, but then we're just going to ignore it. Now, imagine if Woodward and Bernstein said, oh yeah, we reported on Watergate and we're just going to you know, move on to the next story and, and talk about baseball. Imagine, Richard Nixon would have never uh, resigned. He, he would have uh, completed his second term and nothing would have happened. Certainly Congress wouldn't have picked up the ball, even with the Democrat leadership that was in charge back then in 1973 and 74. They're, they're just not doing their job. And they have no, and then if, if Fox happens to do its job, which I don't have a lot of faith in, they'll just ignore it and realize that Fox has a limited reach. Fox has a limited reach. No matter who is on TV there, it's a limited reach. It's almost its own echo chamber. And this is what I've talked about with my associates, if you will, some very high-level and well-known associates, you would know their names. I would never name their names. But I, I say to them, what exactly are you accomplishing if you're just speaking to the echo chamber? What are you accomplishing? Holding a rally. Again, I'm not, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm just in general. What are you accomplishing other than selling some books or some cigars or whatever you're hawking? What are you accomplishing? Maybe that energy should be used in a proactive manner instead of a, quote, rally with 500 speakers that are all saying the same thing, that America screwed up and we better fix it. I'm, I'm just saying that maybe there's a better expenditure of, of our energy than just speaking to the echo chamber. And I don't mean to offend you because I guess I have my own little microcosm echo chamber, but I hope that when we, when we have these discussions and we do these videos and I talk to you about issues, I, my, my goal is to inform you, of course, but also hope and pray that these videos get in the hands of people who have family members. I hope it gets in the hands of family members and gets them to think, yeah, they criticize me, just like the rest of the left criticizes me. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'll open somebody's eyes here and there. And, th and that's what I, I, I pray for. So this, uh, this CNN um, debacle, I, um, I, it's, it's uh, and I say debacle fondly, I, I hope he doesn't do it again because it's so painful for me to watch. And again, Donald Trump did great. And the audience was pretty good, although it was all these young kids who have no sense of history asking the question, that bugged me. I'm sorry, you know, college kids, but you have no, you have no perspective. You think that there's always been a TikTok. <laughs>
you know? <laughs> You're in an era where everything's at your fingertips. Well, we, we, have a, we have a different compass as old people. We know what it was like 30 years ago in this country, 35 years. We know what it was like under Ronald Reagan. We know the 80s were pretty damn good. And we are now so detached from the 1980s that it scares me. And, of course, this Caitlin Collins went on and on about the election. You can't say that, Mr. President, that the election was rigged. There's no evidence of that. What I would have done, and Donald Trump, you know, defended himself well. He went down different avenues, but I would have done. So, uh, Caitlin, are you telling me that the election malfeasance that was uncovered in, you know, name your state, right? The fraudulent votes that were uncovered in Wisconsin or in Pennsylvania or in Georgia and the ongoing fraud that's discovered time and time again in California, are you telling me that doesn't exist? The fraud exists. You're telling me there's no fraud, Caitlin? Are you telling me that all these reports that you can Google right now about election fraud, fraudulent votes, people being actually prosecuted here and there, doesn't exist? Those stories are, 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 don't exist and I'm, I'm seeing a mirage? You've got to challenge these people, and Donald Trump did, but you have to challenge them with irrefutable evidence. And so then she would have to say, well, yes, there is, is some election fraud. So there we go. Now we agree, Caitlin. Now the only question is, to what degree? And her face would just go, what a beautiful thing that would be. I think um, one of the more interesting things that Donald Trump talked about on January 6th, first of all, that he did call in the National Guard. It's just that crazy Nancy, as he says, and the uh, mayor of D.C. didn't want it. So he had the National Guard. No, no matter what any revisionist says, Donald Trump had the National Guard ready. He couldn't, he doesn't have the authority to say, go protect the Capitol. He has to make the National Guard um, available for a situation like that. And he made it available despite what CNN was, was trying to say. Um, asked if he would pardon the January 6th people. He gave a perfect answer. And the perfect answer was, um, it's a case-by-case -case basis, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at pardoning um, as many as I can, or what, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm going to pardon a lot of them. You know, he, and then she asked some specific question about um, the Proud Boys. Of course, the Proud Boys. Like, the Proud Boys are uh, not Americans. <laughs> um, and he said, well, again, it's a, it, you know, I'm going to look at this in a case-by-case -case basis. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. And then, of course, he brought up Ashley Babbitt. And, of course, uh, you know, Caitlin Collins just uh, ignored that. She probably doesn't even know who Ashley Babbitt was, frankly. Um, or, if, or if she does, she would say, well, she deserved it. You know, some disgusting statement like that. She didn't say that. I'm not saying she said that. But this is probably what's going on in her mind. And she just uh, glossed over it and ignored it. Nothing about Ashley Babbitt. Nothing about... The only thing that commentators afterwards were fixated on was that Donald Trump said the, the dude who shot Ashley Babbitt bragged about it. I, I hadn't heard that, but um, apparently Jake Tapper was upset or one of those was upset about that because he's an African-American. I don't understand what, how, <laughs> it has, skin color has nothing to do 
with why Ashley Babbitt is dead, I think. I don't know. I don't know the guy's heart. Maybe he hates white people. I don't know. But I do know, I've seen pictures of him running around in the, uh, in the well of, of the house there with his finger on the trigger in front of all his uh, compadres there. And that is A number one, not supposed to do that. I mean, all it would have taken is his hand hitting one of the chairs that was piled up against the door and for that gun to discharge. And, and that's probably what happened. Because we all know, if you know anything about law enforcement, rarely, rarely, in fact, I can't think of a single time where a police officer or a sheriff's deputy, I don't know about federal law enforcement, I don't pay attention, but I, ha I don't remember a single case where there's a single, a single discharge. Police officers, law enforcement, are taught to not shoot to kill. That's a lie, okay? They're not taught to shot, shoot to kill. They are taught to stop the force. Um, and so why would this guy um, target Ashley Babbitt when there were like 20 faces there in front of that door, or 15, whatever, I've looked at the video many times. I think it was an accidental discharge, and I'm not trying to make excuses for this guy, trust me. I think the guy should be behind bars. But I think, you know, the pictures of him running around Congress with his finger on the trigger of that handgun tells me that he was reckless. And a single shot fired enough to kill Ashley Babbitt. It's a horrible, horrible tragedy. And, and God bless Donald Trump for talking about Ashley Babbitt. And we need to remember Ashley Babbitt. And I don't know what, I don't know how we honor Ashley Babbitt except to um, continue doing what we're doing. I, I mean, I wish there was a way we could honor Ashley Babbitt as a country um, better than we have. Because it is. Uh, it is an absolute tragedy what happened to her. And yes, she was trespassing, but she didn't deserve to be shot in the neck and die like that. She deserved to be maybe slapped on the wrist, hey, you're trespassing, and uh, whatever, but not to be shot and, and killed. Where there is the Lord, there is liberty. That's what we have to remember. Embrace God in this battle. And you will also have liberty, and you will have the wind at your back if you embrace the Lord God. Because, as I mentioned, our only hope, in my opinion right now, our only hope is God, guns, Trump, and the United States Constitution. This edition of the Ledger Report, Cracker 182, is on its way. The Archives of the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, evil can only prevail when good is silent.